The Paul McLoon Show on Today FM. The Stripes, of course, on Today FM, but you knew that. And uh, normally at this time I play a little jingle that goes, that was then, this is now. But tonight is different because I have on the phone Pete from, well, formerly The Stripes, now from the Zen Arcade. Peter Hanlon, good evening, sir. Paul, great to hear from you. How are you keeping? I am great, and it is wonderful to hear from you as well. So congratulations on uh, the new tune, which we'll be hearing in a couple of minutes. The Zen Arcade, uh, don't say a word, and it's doing very, very well, and it's uh, very, very different to your former band. Tell us a bit about I mean, I know the, the Zen Arcade comprise you and Evan and Ross from The Stripes, mm. right? Uh, but there's a couple of extra hands on deck now, right? There are indeed. Yeah, and before we get started, I just want to say, like, you know, it, it's gone into number 12 in the Irish singles chart. And to be Brilliant. honest, Paul, I expected a car to the house, not a call to the phone. But <laughs> I can get over that. Uh, <laughs> and I, we can forgive and forget and move on. We're, yeah, no, so, we're operating within stringent restrictions. Don't you read the papers? I said, yeah, but there's allocations being made for people to be moving very, people can play sport. I, I, can be, I can be brought up and picked up in a car, surely. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I've been look, looking at the window all day waiting for a, a black car to pull up with someone beckoning me into it. Okay, well, we, we, shall, we shall scour the legislation for loopholes <laughs> for any future uh, interviews. Exactly. No, so yeah, we've, there's a few extra heads involved in the photos and, and, and eagle eyed uh, readers and viewers and all that will notice that in the press photos that we've done, the two extra chaps who's Sam Garrity and Frank Collins, who are from a band called Classic Yellow. Oh, uh, right, then, okay. Yes. Yeah, no, that, yeah. And so wasn't Evan, Evan involved in that band? He was, he played, he was, he was in them for a while as well. He was sort of a, a, an extra sort of member with them, so he played keys with them to sort of augment their lives. And again, that was the sort of arrangement we struck up with them for ourselves. It was like, look, they're not full-time members, but it was, if we ever needed them for a show, they, they were on hand. They knew the set, same way Evan knew their set. Um, so it, was just, it was a nice little period where both bands helped each other out because we didn't have the fully augmented lineups that we wanted. And then, for the video, then the chaps weren't around when we were shooting the video that we that we put up there a few days ago. Uh, so Evan's sister Becky Walsh stepped in, uh, and she's a fantastic musician as well. She's been in a few different bands like The Outer Limits and things like that as well. Yes, and, yes. Um, great bands. So we were delighted to have her step in as well. So there's a kind of there's an air of sort of like mystery and illusion around who's actually in the band or not. Or at the moment, it's just the world of myself, Evan, and Ross are the three core members. Yeah, and it's, it's a kind of a rotating lineup of whoever we can get. And we're lucky enough that we're in a network of people. We know we're, we have access to a network of people who are these fantastic musicians who are all in the same wavelength with us in terms of the music we want to play. Uh, and even Ed recently has been playing with, he, he recorded an album recently with uh, Connor Lumsden from Music City, who's another fantastic musician. Who I know Connor, yes, music. yes, I know so, him, yes. Yeah. Known him a long time, yeah, very talented young fellow, yeah. Great, yeah, great, and I'm looking forward to that. He put out a single recently, which is great. But so, we, have, we have this amazing resource we can tap into all these players who are like into the world, into like, we're all, it's a, it's a very sort of nicely incestuous sort of setup where everyone's playing into those bands, all having gone together, and that's so kind of it's a nice setup to be in. It is quite, quite the hotbed uh, of, you know, that you, you as you described, they're a kind of uh, music collective um, up your part of the country. I mean, it's quite—it's remarkable, really. It's nice. Well, and what's kind of—it's it's definitely one of the biggest differences between this band and the Stripes. Is that the Stripes had a very consolidated lineup of well, that's what the band did. It means that. Yeah. With this instance, depending on whatever show you go see or whatever photos are out or what was the latest video done, there could be a different lineup every single time. So it's kind of there's a, a, a slightly more sort of free fall aspect. To yeah. It. You never and know who's going to. You never know who's going to be there. Uh, yeah. yeah it's rhythm, rhythm kings band. Yeah. You know, there could be Grant Watkins. There could be you know. That's great. It must there must be a real sense of liberation. Then I guess I uh, haven't been through um, 
the whole the whole stripes. That, I mean, so much packed into such a short period of time and, and so young. And I had a similar conversation with Josh, and I don't want this conversation to, to kind of just parrot that conversation. But <laughs> it, it is it, it, there must be a, a real sense of 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 freedom and liberty to be approaching it in a way that is very, very different from the album tour, same faces, uh, same drill kind of thing that I'm sure the Stripes must have felt like after a certain period of time. Totally, no, it's been very different. Again, I said, liberating is a very good word to use because it has felt like it's, it's, it's the way we've been running, even before, obviously every band has had to adjust how they exist as a band over the last nine to ten months or so. Uh, and so on, even prior to that, we were already running and, and behaving within the band and operating the band in a very different way than was, than what was done on the Stripes. Yeah. It was very early on with the Stripes It was, uh, and because we kind of had to be because we left, we left school at 16 to start to, to, go, to go professional with it. It very quickly had to become professional very, very quickly and have the right people around and be ring-sensed with the correct management and the correct lawyers. And all yeah, that. yeah, of course. Which was great yeah. because it needed to be well careful because we were actual children. And that. <laughs> but now with this through the experience of the stripes, and which was a, which was a wholly massively positive one, like I say, in terms of like we worked with Universal very closely, and it was great to work with them. But it was definitely, it was a way, and we had a great relationship with them. But uh, working with them, we, we kind of we we learned how we didn't want to sort of work, work the next band or the next venture we were going to be in, just in terms of uh, what we felt was the main attraction maybe with the Universal, with, with the major label thing, or with a massive committee who's involved. Like I said, one of Evans' favorite phrases is "a camel is a horse designed by a committee." The more people involved, the more sort of diluted and warped an idea can get beyond its original inception. Oh, I believe you so, me. I've I've got experience of that in a former life many years ago. I exactly, know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. So yeah. and it, it, it went from so I'm, I'm sure in your time it was like boardrooms with like 30 people who you've never met before. With us, it was like the, if we had an idea for a show or a music video, or whatever it was, you'd send it off to your manager or whatever. Mm. And the next thing it'd be in a, a, an email, a CC email list with about sixty people who you've never seen before in your life who are all having ideas about it. And it, it by the time they get, they, by the time the echo chamber put, sends the idea back to you, it's totally different and unrecognisable. Yeah, so, and this nice, but, this couldn't be more not that. Okay, no, this, this, is, we, this is exactly what we were getting. It was like it, it's nice now that we can do this new band totally. We're like every every question, every query, every idea has to come through us and has to end with us as well. We're, we're at the end of every idea that, that the band is doing. Uh, and that's sort of come from as well that we had the idea from her because it's a follow-up band basically so that they're, they're very they're very hard bands to sort of pull off um, so they've been on a handful of times by people like Bob Mole with Sugar and things like that. It's a very difficult thing to do and not have the hang-up yeah. of the previous band. Uh, and so we were discussing how to because we were going to embrace things because I think there's some bands who are like they'll, oh we'll ignore the fact we're not a band and we won't put it in the press release we won't answer questions about it I'd talk about Stripes all day long I think it's, it's great to talk about yeah. but we have to, you have to embrace it well look that was that and this, this is a different thing now totally. and as such with that we were like well what can we do to make the band seem that bit different so we had, then we had the idea of well because I'd wanted to do one of those little, uh, little fanzine called Cro-Magnum I was going to ask you about that yeah you've moved into the publishing business <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I, my my family runs Dangle Cell back in Cavan, so the journalistic element is in me. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, we, I because I, I, I was over London for a while and saw there's a few things knocking around like Cool Brother and Lost and Found, and I thought they were great, but they're all very serious. And myself and Evan Ross and Josh and the band, we were always voracious readers of Viz when we were away. We were, the first time we went to America, our Ev's uncle Paul gave him the Viz annual. And we just spent the whole tour reading that. It was great, and I, and I, I really loved it. That was sort of written, and it was a, the sort of really puerile satire. The whole oh god, yeah, really I, I'm 53, and I still read Viz. I mean, it's, it's great. Again, Letterbox is fucking it, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I have in my toilet at home. Uh, I have a copy of Thanosaurus beside uh, it, just for like light reading as I go to. I I won't use a toilet that doesn't. 
exactly. <laughs> and so then we had that. So then we started the Mr. Bean, which again is, is just it's a music, uh, uh, the music interactive version of Viz. We do a thing. I, I did an article recently called Mark Commode, where he reviews toilets. You know, things like that. Um, we do a thing called the Husker Do and Husker Don'ts of alternative rock. We've a, a serial and there's about a, a lo-fi sci-fi band in space called Jet Blonde, and they released their own songs and all that stuff as well. And so they, you're just yeah, being silly and enjoying it. It's so incredibly silly, and like we print yeah. off the issues. We, it's so DIY; you have to make it yourself. We, we have we've loaded PDFs online, print them off, pull them at home. There's a little easy video to show you how to make it. I then also just before the lockdown, I distribute them around shops in Dublin. Yeah, you were you were kind enough to uh, you were kind enough to send me a few issues. Unfortunately, with my uh, obviously as I just alluded to my advanced antiquity, my eyesight isn't quite. <laughs> Uh, update, but I, I shall I shall peruse them under a magnifying glass when I get a chance. Um, I should have sent you an A3 version. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've we've alluded to Bob Mould and Husker Du a, a couple of times in the conversation. The the the, the spectre of of that band and Mr Mould do do seem to hover over the Zen Arcades from what I've heard so far. I mean the name for a start. Very much so. Yeah. Well, again, we just we, you know yourself when you're starting a new band. The name is the word. It's easy to get the songs together. It's easy to get the, the sort of the genre together. It's easy, to get, it's easy to get the image together. It's the actual name. It's the band you're going to go out under. It's always a horrible, horrible thing to try and sort of decide. You're going to have to find something that is kind of non-committal and sounds good, but doesn't mean too much, and you you won't get sick of hearing and things like that. So we had a few knocking around, and they were all album-based names. We had the Zen Arcade was knocking around. Well, initially it was just Zen Arcade, and obviously it became the Zen Arcade. We also had the idea of the Stone Age Romeos, which is Hoodoo Guru's first album. We thought that was a good name for an album, a good name for a band. Yeah. Uh, and we actually did it when we were launching, when the Stripes were launching, their, or we were rehearsing for our second album, Little Victories. We did a secret show under the name The Stone Age Romeos. So there'd be a nice little link. We're like, oh, the band, we did a secret gig out of the pretend band. We actually ended up becoming that band. Another name we had knocking around was Spy versus Spy. I thought that'd be a good name for a band like that. That's Billy Bragg. Life's a Riot with Spy vs. Spy's album. Yeah. It's a comic strip as well. Spy vs. Spy was like two... Oh, was it? Seen that? No? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. No, no. You're, no, you're a much more that. erudite man than me. <laughs> so we had all those knocking around and then sort of we just liked the the consonant in Zen Arcade. It was nice. It was like the, the, the Z sounded good and then a hard cut after that. We thought it was kind of nice. But the only thing is Festival bills now are done alphabetically, so we're going to be right at the bottom of every festival bill <laughs> from now on, which is kind of a mess. Just demand bigger writing. And actually, yeah. band names that go ba-da-ba-da are good, actually, and that's a classic example of a ba-da-ba-da uh, yeah, band name. Yeah. Yeah, 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 very good. And again, the, the, we went for the Who's Good Things well because just they were bands that we got very into. Uh, and we, Sugar would be more sort of the template, the sort of band that sort of modelled on, but we just, yeah. Sugar, had, Sugar had no good album titles, so like, right, we'll go for one from Who's Good yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Copper Blues. No, not the same. Um, yeah, uh, so the 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 single is out. Don't say a word. It's great. It's doing. It's doing good. It's doing well. Um, just so people only, know, only, only for yourself as well. You ah, well, it every two days is great. Yeah, not at all. Really play, I, I play the stuff that's good. Well, the stuff that I think <laughs> is good. Don't always get it right, but anyway, you're very welcome and thank you. Um, so the the single's out now, and if people want to get into, on, by the way, on. As I said, on the the handy format that is compact cassette, those are still available, are they? They're still available. We ordered the final run of fifty their their last band camp right, and there's about twenty that already gone. So there's only about thirty left, and that's the last we're going to do. There's going to be two hundred ever in existence, and you're the proud owner of a free one, Paul. So I hope I you know. understand and you're grateful for that. But yeah, we've only got thirty left, so that that's all that's left. Once they're once they're gone, that's then absolutely gone. Okay, well, <laughs> thank you for mine, and uh, for anybody listening who wants to get on it uh, and get it, and I'd get my skates on if I were you. It's a, it's going to be a piece of history. Don't say a word on cassette. Go to Bandcamp and check it out there. And uh, immediate plans for the future. 
Yeah, we were up until this level five thing kicked up. We were recording out in the studio in Calvin with Damien Brennan. That's where we were kind of initially the start of the year with the plan was to just, uh, we were going to adopt the same framework that we did with the Stripes, which was just get out and gig loads, build up demand, and then we release something to people who already have the demand built up go and buy it. So that was our plan was to, was to establish the band as a, as a good live entity, much like we did before, because it feels like a logical thing to do. Mm. I, I didn't really want to be a studio-only band. And then suddenly March happened, and every <laughs> band every band in the world has to become a studio-only band. So I, 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 it's, I, you're lucky if you became a studio-only. We just became a non-band. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, but, but yes, that, that, yeah, we're recording at the moment, and then just, I mean, the last week or so, there's a few live stream offices have come in, so we're trying to figure out how we can do that. Uh, other than that, uh, the single in the next two or three months as well. It's, kind of, it's very free for me. This, this track just put out was just an exercise for ourselves to see if we could actually okay. independently release something on our own label and get that off the ground. And that's those, it was more just to have an introductory track out there. And was, it's not leading into an album campaign just yet. It's just kind okay. of like have a track out to use like as a calling card for the band at the moment. So. And congratulations on the label name, by the way, as well. We need to mention that. Dental <laughs> Records. I absolutely you love it. That, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. It's, well, it's, it's set up by a chap called Kevin Colgate as a grassroots canal effort to showcase the great musical output, but the poor oral hygiene of bands in his waiting room. So, uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, yeah, it was a bit of crack. I was putting the cassette together, the designs. I, I taught myself how to use GIMP, and then there's a little, on the tentative they had, there's a little slot for, like, record label here. So I was like, oh, we, I, we come up with the name Dental Records years and years ago. There's a label in, in, in Ireland called Reckless Records. Yeah. And we we set that up years ago in 2012 when we released our first EP. And then Joe Clark took that over, and now he's used that to sort of release stuff by, like, Pumper and Bitch Falcon. Yeah, like, yeah, the it's, Bitch it's, Falcon album's great. Yeah, I was just playing it last night. It's yeah. doing well, which is great. Yeah. But they've, they've us to thank for their record deal because we set it up initially. I thought but, it sounded uh, familiar. I thought I knew it from somewhere. There you go. Yeah, yeah, um, well, listen, right. Pete, um, we'll, we'll go to uh, Don't Say a Word right now. And uh, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to me. Best of luck with everything uh, in, in all the various uh, strands of your new <laughs> empire, the publishing and the label, and most importantly, uh, the band, the Zen Arcade. We will be hearing more very, very soon, I hope. And uh, in the meantime, listen, thanks for talking to me. Uh, say hello to the rest of the lads for me. I and, uh, Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, Paul. No problem. Yeah. Anytime. We'll talk to you soon. All the best. Bye, bye, bye. The Paul McLoon Show on Today FM.